Howdy beans, just a quick disclaimer with this episode. Um, nothing bad, nothing negative. I just want to say that um, in this episode, I might seem a bit weird and a bit odd, more than usual, obviously, for anybody there chuckling to themselves, more than usual. Um, basically, I was had well, I had COVID um, before I recorded this, and um, I thought I was coming down off it, and I thought like I was feeling better, so I decided I would watch the movie and record this episode. Turns out, halfway through recording this episode, I basically realised that I'm still a bit brain fogged at the time. I'm okay now, back to hundred percent, but at the time I was still a bit brain fogged, still a bit sort of um, bit tired, a bit wired, you know, uh, to quote Nicolas Cage from The Rock. Um, so I might be a bit weird in in this episode, a bit sort of confused. Um, I've decided to keep it though, uh, mainly because. If I'm being honest, when I re-listened to it, it, it was kind of funny, to be honest. And also, I feel like it fits the character of who Nick Cage is. Nick Cage is somebody who's very sporadic, very sort of odd, weird, you know, uh, very sort of um, different. You know what I mean? He very much goes off on tandems and goes off on weird waffling sort of moments, as you know. So I figured in the spirit of Nick Cage and who Nick Cage is, that I would keep it in. So I, I haven't really edited this that much. I've only taken out the longer sections where I just kind of sat there and was like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, but apart from that, you know, it, it, it's it's all somewhat coherent. It all will ma- it does make sense. I just wanted to let this out at the beginning, just so um, you beans know and why I, I I was a bit odd here. So. One big advice I will give here is just don't do a, a podcast um, when you're coming down off COVID because it it it'll be funny, but it probably won't be 100% as you as you would hope. Um, but you know that's just how it goes. Um, so yeah, so enjoy. Hope you like it, and uh, I will go now. Go and let you enjoy the rest of this episode. All right, bye to bye beans. Welcome to the nerd. Nostalgic Podcast with your host, the Ginger Howdy beans and welcome back to the Nerd Stagit Podcast. I'm your host Luke. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're all good as per usual. Now I will say this bit of clarification um, before I begin. If I sound a bit funky or I sound a bit weird and my voice sounds a, a, little, a bit lower than usual, um, I'm just coming off COVID. Um, yeah, it finally got me um, for the first time. So um, I'm Probably don't sound too great and my brain's a bit confuzzled a bit. Um, but, you know, I'm dedicated to the art and podcasting never ends. Um, to be honest, this episode probably won't come out for another few weeks. So by the time you're hearing this, I'm most likely going to be back to normal, feeling better and going to be over it. But as I'm recording this now, I'm coming off COVID. So if I do sound a bit funky, that is why. Um but I'm well. I'm good. So nobody needs to overly worry or panic. Um, that being said, um, today I'm going to be talking and we're doing a movie review. I'm going to be talking about the unbearable weight of massive talent, 
with Nick Cage. Really, this movie should just be called Nick Cage the movie because that is basically what it is. Um, with the also with co-starring with the lovely, wonderful Pedro Pascal or the daddy of the internet. Um, I don't know where that began, really. Like, don't be wrong. I think I think he's you know handsome bloke and I think he's fantastic. But I don't know where this whole daddy thing came from. But that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to get into that because that's a completely different topic. And I, we're not here to talk about uh, people with daddy issues and Pedro Pascal and all that. We're just here to talk about Nick Cage being Nick Cage, which is so completely different. Um, but before we get into that, I do need to do the business side of it. I do need to do the boring side, which is um, if you haven't as of yet... Um, you can follow me on Twitter at nerdstagic underscore pod to be updated on everything on anything that I'll be doing, whether it be movie movies that I'm watching, TV shows that I'm watching, video games that I'm playing, books that I'm reading, all that jazz. Anything and everything that I'm doing, I will upload it there first. So if you follow me on there, you'll be able to hear about what I'm doing. As of recording this, I think I'm about 951 uh followers so if you want to add to that and get me to a thousand that'd be absolutely fantastic and i will be incredibly appreciated um also if you listen to this on youtube don't forget to like comment subscribe i've also what i'm going to start doing is putting pinned comments uh actually at the top of the comment section with a question so anything and anything there just put it there today's top question is what movies are you watching what What's the latest film that you watched? Anything that you're looking into wanting to watch or haven't watched or that sort of thing. Just put it in the pin uh, section and we'll have a dialogue and it'd be really fun to have a conversation there. But if you're not subscribed yet, just type in the Nerdstab podcast on YouTube and go hit subscribe there. Currently, I'm at 64 subscribers, hoping to get to 65, 70 before the beginning of the summer. So if you can help me out, that would be absolutely fantastic and I would appreciate that as well. Okay, so now all the boring stuff is out. Um, as it is with most uh, movie reviews I do uh, for season two, um, I haven't watched the movie yet, so I'll have nothing really much to say about it other than Nick Cage is in it and it looks amazing from what I've seen in the trailer. Um, so what I'm going to be doing for this, for story time, is going to be talking about my love for Nick Cage. I, I do love Nick Cage. I'm a huge, huge Nick Cage fan. Um, I'm a hardcore Cage fan. Like, I'm a raging Cage, Cage madness, you know, I'm insane, insane in the Cage man. You know what I mean? Like, I love this guy. In my opinion, he can't do wrong. He's never been in a bad movie in his life. Every movie he's been in has been improved because it's got Nick Cage. Okay, I'm that much of a hardcore fan that no matter what movie, like the things with Nick Cage, he's had a fantastic career in 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 cinema. He is an incredible actor. He's highly underrated, if you ask me. Uh, he has his own style of acting that most directors can't keep up with him when he acts because he's just an unhinged sort of fountain of creativity and uh, insanity that like, has his own style of acting and he, he's he's just incredible right now with nick cage obviously you know being successful as he is and as talented as he is um you know he's had a lot of money and that he's had his issues and he's kind of like um Johnny Depp in that respect where the fact of you make loads of money and then you just kind of you've got so much you just want to keep spending it and I'm not going to get into the legal side of it, but basically Nick Cage is kind of 
been under a lot of sort of debt that he has to pay back, which means that he has to be in, in basically any script that gets sent to him, he kind of has to take it. Meaning that, you know, for every Con Air, we get um, the Wicker Man, which don't get me wrong, I like the Wicker Man. It's basically just a reporter on an island punching people out and then going, no, not the bees, not the bees, not the bees. You know what I mean? Like, it's a fantastic movie. I love it. Like, I, it makes me makes me laugh. Which it, the, whole, the whole point of that movie is not meant to be funny. That movie is not meant to make you laugh. It's meant to be like a very thriller, spooky sort of murder mystery sort of film. You're not meant to be laughing, but it's just hilarious because, uh, because of Nick Cage. You know what I mean? So for every national uh, treasure, you know, you get the Blair, you know, you, not Blair Witch, you get, you know, the Wicker Man and, and stuff like that, and you get a Willy's Wonderland and those sort of things. You know, like, I liked, I loved him as Ghost Rider, and he made a Ghost Rider too. And they, the, the second Ghost Rider movie is actually a reboot, but Nick Cage was so good in the role that even though they rebooted it, they still brought him back to play Johnny Storm. I mean, uh, Johnny Cage. Um, you know what I mean? Like, he, he's that good as the role that they brought him back for the reboot. I mean, I even, I even like that movie, and that movie didn't do very well. I remember going to cinemas watching it because I just loved him as the Ghost, as Ghost Rider. You know, I love him in National Treasure when he's... I would love a National Treasure 3. Um, and I love him in that movie where he's trying to solve a mystery. It's a fantastic... He is as Bill, as Bill Gates. Not Bill Gates. Was it... Is it... I think he's he's he's, he's his character's last name is Gates. I don't know if it's Bill Gates. No, that no, that's the head of Microsoft. But you know, I love him in Con Air. You know, Cameron Poe uh, put the bunny back in the box. I, I love it. You know what I mean? Uh, but even like movies where you know, I can't. What's it called now? It's that movie with Cher. He goes, he's lost his hand. I've lost my hand. He has his hand. I don't have my hand. You know. It's so chaotic. Like every time I just watch this guy in a film, I know that no matter how bad the movie's going to be, I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is because Nick Cage is there. I mentioned it earlier, Willy's Wonderland, you know, which is basically a copy of um, Five Nights at Freddy's. It's it's a simple sort of premise. Um, they've got this sort of in this little town. You've got these people that feed people to these animatronics or demon monsters, and that way they feed them, and that way the um the monsters won't get out and it's kind of done in that sort of way like nobody's gonna last the night it's just a way to feed these demons anyway nick cage's character breaks down he doesn't talk for this whole movie he says a few things he's mostly screaming but he hardly really says anything in this whole movie and um his car breaks down janitor guys like look you know it's going to cost you so and so and so but a matter of mine is looking for a janitor to look after his place overnight. All you gotta do is spend the night and in the morning your car will be fixed. I'll have it done. You know, bish, bash, bosh. You know, you pay off your debt that way. So he does it. And as the night goes on, and they had this other subplot with these teenagers get in and, you know, teenagers do what teenagers try to do. And basically for the whole movie, Nick Cage says, doesn't really say a word. He plays pinball machine, pinball machine while drinking like these energy drinks. And then every certain time he goes out, beats the crap out of animatronic robot, right? Does a lot of screaming, like, ah! you know, well, that's not, that's a really bad interpretation. But he does a lot of, you know, Nick Cage sort of screaming, shouting, that sort of thing. And then um, at the end of the at the end of the movie, basically, I think he says like one or two words and then that's it. He he gets in the car and leaves and that that's it. You know what I mean? Like the movie's pants. It ain't great, but 
because Nick Cage is there, and even though he doesn't talk, I'm still going. He's going to do some awesome in a minute, and he does do some awesome. You know what I mean? Like he's just he's just a powerhouse. He has such a sort of energy about him that you, when you see him in a movie, you know you're going to have a good time. One of my favorite movies um, that he ever did was Face Off with John Travolta, and I love that movie so much. Is because you've got John Travolta, who is an amazing actor. Again, who I feel like he's an underrated actor, um, and he doesn't get as much credit as he as he should. Um, granted, a lot of these movies that he's doing nowadays aren't very good. They're straight to sort of stream and straight to video, not fantastic. Um, but John Travolta was a fantastic actor, and uh, one thing that I love. In, in Face Off is the fact of you have two powerhouses of the 90s, which was Nick Cage and John Travolta, going at each other. And then halfway through the movie, they kind of switch places. So then you have Nick Cage pretending and acting as, like, basically being a mimic to what how John Travolta acts, sounds, his body movements, the way he walks, the way he talks, the way he holds himself, right? Then you've got John Travolta doing the same. So now you've got John Travolta doing the cageisms, you know, the way Nick Cage would walk, the way Xander Cage. Um, oh, is it Xander Cage? I, I think Nick Cage. I think, I think the last name is Cage. Um, Cash to Troy, sorry. The way Cash to Troy, Nick Cage's character, um, the way he moves himself, the way he, he, he walks, the way he talks. So you basically got two powerhouse actors pretending to be each other. And it's just so fascinating to see how John Travolta basically interprets Nicolas Cage-isms and how Nicolas Cage interprets how John Travolta acts. And it's a fantastic movie, as well for the action and all that. It's bombastic, it's silly, but it, it, it's a fantastic movie. Um and I, I love that because it shows the range and, and, and how good of an actor Nick Cage is. You know what I mean? Um, so when I heard about this movie that was being made, that it was basically, it was all about Nick Cage. It's like, it's 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 basically taking the piss. It's, everybody knows how much of a powerhouse and how much talent this guy has. But the same stage is the fact of how many bad moves this guy's been in as well. And how that he's, he's mad, he's crazy, he's eccentric. And then they brought this trailer out basically talking about... It's it's a movie about Nick Cage, about Nick Cage being Nick Cage, playing Nick Cage while also being Nick Cage. It's it's very meta, very fourth wall breaking. It's very silly, very stupid. It's a play on the whole idea of who Nick Cage is and the idea and the myth and the legend of who Nick Cage is. It's just all of it. It's just an. It's it, if you're a fan like me, it's it's a Nick Cage wet dream. You know what I mean? And to me, that just sounds fantastic. So when I saw the trailer for this, I was in love. Um, and it's been in my backlog. I've got, as you you know, for season two, the beginning of season two has mostly been me catching up on my backlog of video games and movies that I've got to play and I've got to watch. And this is on there. And I was so looking forward to getting around to it. And I finally got around to it. So um, I'm doing the introduction now. I haven't watched the movie yet. Um, I will go and watch the movie in a minute. But I'm really, really excited. My hopes are high for this film because I feel like even if this movie isn't very good, it's still, I'm still going to have a good time. I know I am because Nick Cage is in it. And also that I'm a big fan of Pedro Pascal. And being able to see Nick Cage and Pedro, Pedro Pascal together. And Pedro Pascal playing the villain. While also Nick Cage is playing the hero but playing himself. I'm all, I'm all here for it. You know what I mean? 
Like, no, I, I'd, I'd love to see like Nick Cage and Johnny Depp together, like them doing a, like a twist on themselves. You know, if they ever made a sequel to this movie, maybe it'd be the fact of unbearable weight, massive talent, and then just have like Johnny Depp playing Johnny Depp and Nick Cage playing Nick Cage, and just put them together and see what happens. I just, I'm, at the moment, I'm just taking some of my favourite act- actors and just sort of mushing them together and then seeing what happens. But um, as you can tell, I'm still a bit sort of phlegmy, still a bit sort of coldy, but I'm very much looking looking forward to it. And it's probably the fact of the delirium because I'm coming off COVID that I'm still a bit sort of wired, a bit wired. Um, but I'm very excited. So <laughs> let's get into it, shall we? Enough of my rambling. Um, let's get into the review. So into the view we go. Nick Cage is back. Not that he went anywhere. He's always been here. He's always been a a presence. He's always been a creative force. Um, I just finished watching the movie and I realised as I started recording this and I looked over at my notes, I didn't write any notes. I was so enthralled um, by this movie. This movie is about 107 minutes long. So it's not a long movie, but from start to finish, I was enthralled. Uh, I was smiling. I was giggling from ear to ear. Like this is, you know, a Nick Cage net wet dream. Basically, this movie is everything you ever wanted from a Nick Cage movie. You know, there are moments where Nick Cage is crazy. There are moments where Nick Cage is very sort of, um, well, I don't know. Is he ever? Is he? Is he ever calm? Is he ever relaxed? You know, it's over the top. It's silly. It's it's wonderful. You know what I mean? And it it is the, an unbearable weight of massive talent. You can feel the talent on the screen. Now a lot of people might sit there and go, "Lukey, crazy," but that's just how I feel. Um, but like as I mentioned, like I didn't write no notes, um, so this might not go very well. To be honest, um, we've done this before where I've tried to review a game or a tv show or movie where i've done no notes and um it's always it's sometimes been good sometimes it hasn't been um so we'll see how this goes but as i mentioned like this this is a fun film i enjoy it one thing that i enjoy the most of it really is is the fact of they know what they're making you know they know they're making a silly sort of um it's kind of like a uh, kind of like a biopic, but it's not a biopic. You know what I mean? It's kind of like we know what movie we're trying to make. It's it's a spoof movie. It, it's like you know the Naked Gun. It's like we know it's silly. We're just going to enjoy ourselves. You know what I mean? And Nick Cage is up to eleven. You know, there's constantly um, references to his other movies. Like the, this movie starts with the end the end scene of Con Air, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, on a second what's going on and then it sort of zooms out and then that's when we get like the 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 overall sort of arc of the story where the girl again i don't really want no spoilers but there's a girl in it that gets a sort of kidnapped and um it turns out that she's watching the movie and she's a big fan of it cage and it all kind of ties in from there um and there are many times throughout this movie where there are like for example there were things that I didn't know. So, for example, there, there was references to Gone in 60 Seconds, which I love Gone in 60 Seconds. I religiously um, quote that movie almost daily. It's one of me and my dad's favourite movies. Um, they ain't at all. That's a goddamn brick. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a silly... It, it, it's, it's, 
silly, but I love it. You know, Gunslinger is one of my favourite. Now, and I knew that Nick Cage had done all his own driving stunts in that movie. And then, you know, Harvey, Pedro Pascal's character brings that up a couple of times being like, yeah, I know you. I know you did. You did your own stunts. And Nicolas Cage is like, right, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Um, you know, and there's ones where like, um, they're trying to run from like one end of a field to another because they're currently being shot at. And then Javier, like being a super fan, he said, Nick Cage, you, you run first. No, I'll run after you. And he's like, yeah, no, uh, I'm not doing that. And he goes, yeah, don't lie. I, I know you ran. Um, in a, I saw you, saw you do it in National Treasure. And he's like, no, that's stunt coordinators. And Javier is like, well, no, I saw it in the, in the special features on the DVD extra. It's that moment in the cage is like, yeah, true, fair enough. And then they run. And there are many, many moments like that, which I love. You know, there's little sort of like references to his other movies, either showing you the movie or talking about um, different roles in different movies. Obviously, Nick Cage has been around for a long time. So I love all the references and that sort of thing. Like I feel like sort of Captain America where it's like, oh, I get that reference. Or like um, Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where he does... I, I can't whistle at the moment. My mouth is dry, but he goes... And he's clicking his fingers. Oh, yeah, whoa, 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 that thing. You know, that's me. I'm like, hey, I get that reference. I get it. That's funny. You know, I've seen that movie. I've seen that special feature because I have seen that special feature because, again... National Treasure, I love it. I've got it on DVD. Fantastic film. Fantastic series, and I'm really hoping for a third one. Um, so the references are fantastic. The references are spot on. Then, you know, you also have... It's like an... It's kind of like Nicolas Cage in, in this movie. Not the... I don't know about maybe the real Nicolas Cage. I don't know. But in this movie, uh, the the Nick Cage is playing himself. He's also... Because he's playing a sort of... I, well, I was going to say a more sort of outlandish version of themselves. Like, you know, the, like, for example, the movie Tropic Thunder, where the whole sort of point of that movie is to make fun of how movies are made, how actors go too far in roles, how actors do too much, go too far into method and um, and how they are sort of not when they're acting. And the whole point of the movie is to kind of just take the piss, really. And when you see a lot of these sort of movies where they play themselves, like, for example, This Is The End, where you had um, uh, Seth Rogen playing a more um, exuberant and a more sort of weird and odd version of himself, the same with Jonah Hill and that sort of thing in that movie, that's what I was going to say Nick Cage is doing here. But the thing is, Nick Cage, for who he is and for the how he acts and his roles... If anything, I feel like Nick Cage is just playing him. Like, generally, he's just being himself. He's not acting. He's generally, like... if it, Like, there probably was a script, but at, at times they were probably like, okay, this is a scene between you and this character. Um, just just do it. You know, just talk to yourself. Just, you know, see what happens. You know, I, I, maybe there was a script, but I would, I would happily believe it if it was like, yeah, we just let Nick Cage do what he wanted. He came on set. We told him the uh, the scene. This is what this is. What we need you to get from point A to point B. There you go. Turn the camera on. Action. You know what I mean. I'd believe that if someone told me it. You know, because there is there's a moment in this where like they they do de aging technology, which is they do it really fantastically to be honest. Where they have like a younger Nick Cage. Um, Nick calls him Nicky, right? And um, there are moments where like again this existential crisis that Nick Cage is. Nick Cage, if that makes sense, um, in the film, 
has this moment where like he's talking to himself, a younger version of himself, and he's like, you're a star, you know, you're on top. He's like, you know, you're back. Not that you ever went anywhere. You're a hero, you're a superstar, you're an actor, you're sexy, you're gorgeous. You know, very much his ego, right? And um, there's a scene in it where Nick Cage makes out with himself and I'm sitting there laughing being like, yeah, no, like I, I'd believe that. I'd believe that Nick Cage would make out for himself. I'm not like, like I'm not saying Nick Cage is ego, is is egotistical. I'm not saying that Nick Cage is full of himself. That's not true. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it, even if it was true, to be honest. But um, it's kind of those where I watched it. I was like, yeah, Nick Cage would probably make out of himself. It makes sense because it just does because it's Nicolas Cage. He's a legend. You know what I mean? Like this guy's weird. This guy's crazy. I love him. You know. Um, but if you know, there were those moments where he was talking to his younger self, which again, really, really well done. But this movie, it's silly. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't take itself seriously. You know, it's from start to finish, everybody's having fun, everybody's being stupid. Pedro Pascal is fantastic in his role as Javi. Uh, he plays basically a sort of um, cartel sort of leader who is a huge fan of Nicolas Cage and he has a huge room full of memorabilia from The Rock from Gone in 60 Seconds from National Treasure from Face Off from Con Air from there there, there were references to really obscure movies like um ah oh, I think it's called It Could Be You which is a movie basically where Nick Cage plays a cop. And um, this is how much of a fan I am, right? Again, this very obscure movie movie. Not many people have probably have seen it. Um but basically, Nick Cage plays a cop in New York, and he's he's a very nice guy. He's a, he's a nice bloke. He's a Mister Deeds, basically. He's he's a very sort of um, selfless, sort of decent bloke, and um, he goes into this cafe, and basically, he hasn't got a tip to pay the waitress to pay for the food. He says, "Tell you what, right? I'm just I'm just going to do the lottery. If I win, I come back tomorrow, right, and we'll split it, right? But if I don't win," I'll, I'll still come back tomorrow and I'll pay um, my tip and double it just to say sort of, you know, and the woman's like, yeah, okay, fair if I take you up on that bet. So that night the guy, he goes home, sees his wife, uh, lottery's on TV. It ends up that he, he wins, he wins millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, and then he kind of has this kind of ex- uh, crisis of like, should I give her the money? I've just met her. She's a stranger, but no, because he's a decent bloke, he then decides to go, uh, the next day and she meets him and she's like sorry for yesterday I was in a bit of a mood and he was like yeah well I've got something to show you got something to tell you um, I won the lottery last night and I want to split it with you and then sort of the movie goes on from there it's 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 a wonderful movie it's underrated not many well known but like it's one of those sort of films where you know um, it's a Nick Cage sort of movie a lot of people just look over it but it's a generally good film um, but there's references to that. Like, look, I paused the screen, like in um, Harvey's sort of memorabilia room, and I was like, "Yeah, I know where that's from. I know where that's from. I know what movie that's from." There was the chainsaw from Mandy. You know what I mean? Like, there was some like real sort of crazy references of like all of them really good. And this is what I mean: like the references are on point. It's like if you're gonna do a movie where you're spoofing off Nick Cage and his nick cage isms you know you go for it you know have the references have different props from different movies you know what i mean have nick cage go off and be crazy have all the actors go off and be crazy you know um pedro pascal he he, he does he he goes 
off. He goes crazy. He's, you know, just as weird, but just as fun. You know, you can tell they're all having fun. There's a moment where they get high on LSD and they're just have, they're having a joke and laugh at each other. And then they're having, like, they're having this moment where they get really sort of paranoid. <laughs> you know, it's great. You can just see how, like, you can see Nick, Nick Cage's brain, his active creativeness, just it's sort of changing and adapting to the scene and to the situation. The guy's a chameleon. Like, gr- granted, there's a high potentiality that, because I'm a huge Nick Cage fan, that I'm extremely biased and that there were probably things in this movie that weren't very good or that, you know, there were things that I missed. There's a high potentiality of that. So I will say now, 11 minutes into my review, that please take everything I say with a grain of salt because I love this man. I love this work. And to me, he can't go wrong. As I mentioned, any like any of the really crappy movies that he's made that I've gone straight to streaming, right? I've seen them, you know, um, I remember, like, for example, I think one of the movies that he made early, early 2000s, which, again, not many people have seen, but I liked it. I think it was a movie, I think it was called Next or something like that. But it was basically a movie where Nicolas Cage, he could see into the future, but he could only see, like a, I think it was a minute or so into the future. And he used it to get rich. He used it to um, cheat death and that sort of thing. And th- th- there's some really cool scenes where, like, he's in a... He's, like, one of the main scenes I remember, like, he's in a car. And he's being chased by the by these guys. And he can see... He gets his, like, sort of, like, um, flash forward, flash... It's not a flashback because it's not in the past. But it's, like, a flash forward of what's going to happen, what potentiality of what might happen. And that how... Um, he doesn't get, he does, he takes the wrong turn, I think it was, or he doesn't go fast enough in this one area, and that a train comes, takes him out, kills him, and then takes the guys out. Very final destination sort of style. So then he flashes back to being back in the car, sees the train coming, so then he speeds up and he manages to miss the train, and it hits everybody else, and everybody else dies, right? And I don't really remember what the plot's about. I don't remember much about the plot. Or, or what happens after that but there are loads of moments in that movie where like he gets flashed like for some reason i'm envisioning in my head this moment where he's he's going downhill where uh he's getting he's running down this hill and as he's running downhill there's loads of logs i can't remember it's been so long since i saw this movie i don't even remember what the plot is but i remember that nick cage is in it and i remember that he has these weird supernatural sort of powers you know and it again it's a very underrated movie I think, but then again, I think most movies that Nick Cage did is underrated. So, you know, I, again, I'm extremely biased, but I love this man. I do. I, I would watch anything for this guy. Um, you know, I'm always, I'd always be a supporter of Nick Cage because I just love the what, the films he's done. Even the, even the movies that aren't great, I will still watch. You know, like he did a movie called Left Behind, which, like, if you looked at the poster, you'd think, oh, this this movie looks like a post-apocalyptic movie. Literally, this whole movie is is set on a plane, right? And he's a pilot, and that there's the rapture. So a lot of people on this plane get raptured, and he's stuck with all, with all the other passengers that didn't go to heaven, and that's it, really. You know what I mean? It's 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 set on a, on a plane. Are these people trying to realise why they didn't get raptured and what happened to the rest of them? You know what I mean? Like he made a movie called The Lord of the Lord of War. Really, really good film about a gun smuggler. Fantastic movie. Not many people watched it. You know, um, he was in a movie called Vengeance. Then he did a, a, a sequel to that, Vengeance, a love story. The Knowing, which is a crazy, stupid movie. 
but he's fantastic in it. You know what I mean? I could go on and on and on. Like the season of the witch, the season of the witch, you know, he's in this movie with Ron Pullman, right? And he's like a, he's like a, a, like a, I think he's a knight. I think he's a knight of knights Templar, that sort of thing. He's a knight of medieval times. And he's got to sort of like get this lady who's been accused of being a witch, who actually is a witch. And he has to take her, um, basically to get sort of exercise sort of thing. Um, it's crazy. It's, it's silly. But it's fantastic because Nick Cage is in it. You know what I mean? Oh, actually, I'm just actually flicking through um, Amazon. Not Amazon. Yeah, Amazon Prime TV, right? So I just found that movie next, right? It's a 2007 movie, right? It got a 6.2 in IMDb. I don't know if that's good or not. Um, so Chris Johnson, Nicolas Cage, earns his living in a seedy Las Vegas magic act. But his ability to see a few minutes into the future is authentic, Government agent Carrie Ferns, Julie Moore, knows that, knows this, and relentlessly recruits him to help thwart a terrorist a group from detonating a nuclear bomb in the heart of Los Angeles. Will the reluctant hero join the desperate race against the clock? I didn't even know there was terrorism in this movie. I generally thought this guy was just trying to, was cheating people out of money and that he was being chased by the mob. But apparently not. You know, it's got Julianne Moore in it. So, it, you know, but great film. So you, it, you, you can't watch it sadly. You have to rent it. But it's again, I, I'm getting off track. The, the point is I'm trying to make, right? In my opinion, Nicolas Cage can't do no wrong. And I love this movie, right? One movie that I do recommend, right? That um, it's, it's a silly movie. Like, it's not fantastic. Again, it, it's very silly, right? But it's a horror movie. It's got Nicolas Cage in it, right? And Selma Blair, and it's called <laughs> Mum and Dad. And basically, if you've seen the movie um, The Crazies, it's kind of like that, you know, where the mum and dad basically go mental, like go crazy, and they try to kill their kids because there's this like outbreak sort of thing happens. Um, and the kids are kind of have to try to survive um, while their parents try to basically hunt them and kill them. Again, it's a very strange movie, very odd. Uh, it's a horror sort of comedy, suspense sort of movie. Highly recommend it. it it's a stupid movie, but it's fantastic. Um, but this film, you know, I've gone a bit of a tandem. This is what happens. This is what happens when I don't have a script. And people ask me now, look, you know, do you have a script? No, I, have, I don't have a script. I have bullet points. Why do I have bullet points? Because if I don't have bullet points, I go tend to go on tandems and I go off and I just talk about anything, really. This is basically what it was like when I first started podcasting. When I didn't write script, I would literally be like, this is a topic I want to talk about. And I would just waffle on until I'd, I'd eventually come back to what I was talking about originally. Um, but I would just waffle and waffle and waffle. Um, I don't know if any of this is usable. Probably I might end up getting rid of this or I might keep it. Who knows? Um, but overall, going back to it, this movie is fantastic. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. It was definitely worth the wait. Nicolas Cage, uh, for always and forever will be one of my favourite actors. Um, no matter what film he's in, whether it's been a big blockbuster or it's, you know, it's a simple crappy sort of, you know, straight to DVD sort of, uh, or even straight to streaming now sort of film. I'll always be there to watch it because I just think this guy, he, every movie he does, he always does something different. You know what I mean? And you can tell that he loves cinema. You can tell that he's a lover of acting. He loves what he, he loves what he does. 
you know what I mean? Like I don't, he's like one of the few actors where like, I feel like he doesn't need to be in the, he doesn't need to be in a superhero movie, you know, granted he was in kick-ass and he played um, big daddy, but like he doesn't need to be in Marvel. He doesn't need to be in DC. You know, he doesn't need to be any of these sort of films because if he, like if he turned up and like he was playing like, I don't know, um, a villain, in the DC or Marvel universe, I would watch it. Like, yeah, I'd support it, but like, I don't feel like he needs to be. And I think that's just because how good of an actor he is. I'm not saying he's too good for it. I said, he, he just, he's just, he, he's not needed because he's all, he does. I It's hard to explain. I feel like he does well enough on his own where like he wouldn't need it. And I feel like the way Nick Cage is, you know, the way he was acting, that if we was to put him in the MCU, I feel like no matter what role you put him in, I don't think you'd ever get, I think that it just feels like Disney would Disneyfy him. You know, they would tone him down a bit too much. You know, um, and I don't know. I just I like the crazy Nick Cage, but I also like the very sort. Of, well, even National Treasure Nick Cage is a bit sort of whoa, whoa, ah, you know. So even then, like that's done by Disney. So I don't know, maybe. But I I just feel like he's not needed. I feel like he's he's. He, they don't need him. He doesn't need them. He's doing well enough on his own. Nick Cage is Nick Cage. The end. Need I say more? Um, so, yeah. So, that's me done rambling. Um, I love this movie. I absolutely do. Fantastic. I'm a huge Nick Cage fan. Um, most of this probably is usable. <laughs> but, you know, I'm probably going to keep it in anyway because it just it just shows off how much of a fan I am of him. Um so I'm going to stop talking now and we're going to go off to the end. But I hope everybody enjoyed um, this review of uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nicolas Cage, or should we just call it the Nick Cage movie? Absolutely amazing. Absolutely fantastic. Definitely go out and see it. If you're a Nick Cage fan or not, just watch it. Enjoy it. You'll have a fantastic time. Um, and yeah, so without further ado, off to the end. So here I am at the end. We're at the end of the review. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it. hope you liked it. Like I know I rambled a bit and I waffled, you know, just like the old days, how I used to do it. Um, but I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you liked it. Like As you can tell, I'm a huge Nick Cage fan. Like I will bat, I will go to bat for this guy in any movie. I would defend him. You know that meme where you have that guy that sits at the desk and it says, like, you know... Um, soy milk is nice change my mind you know that's me it's like i'm that guy like nick cage is the best actor in the world change my mind you know you can't change it no matter what you say i will always love this guy and his work you know what i mean i've loved him since i was a very very young lad i've always been a fan like generally i'd love to meet him one day and like just to have a chat with him and just kind of like just to let him know how much i love his films and mostly just to reminisce over like eleanor for gone in 60 seconds just mm, love that movie i still quote that today me and my dad it's it, it's it's means a lot to to me and to the relationship i have with my dad um so you know i i owe that 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 man a lot you know nick cage i really really do so i'm a huge fan of him and i think you know that's why i'm such a big fan of him because how much his movies have meant to me and how they've been there when in moments where i've sort of needed a laugh or i needed a giggle nick cage has always been there as like to kind of bring me back up and as i was watching this movie as i mentioned like it starts off with you know 
Con Air. And I'm sitting there going, I haven't seen Con Air in a long while. I want to watch Con Air after this. And so I'm going to. I'm going to watch Con Air after, after I finish uh, doing this um, outro. Um, but yeah, you know, that's my been my review of uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, as you can tell. Loved it. Huge fan. Um, hope you all liked it as well. Uh, maybe I was a bit biased, but a bit too biased, maybe. Or maybe I wasn't biased enough, you know. Probably, actually, let's all be honest, I was probably extremely biased. Uh, <laughs> but that's what this movie's for. You know, this movie's for people who are Nick Cage fans. You know, you wouldn't watch it unless you was a Nick Cage fan. You know what I mean? You probably wouldn't enjoy it as much as I have or most of the other fans have if, again, you weren't a Nick Cage fan. You know what I mean? And that's what this movie's for. Again, it knows what this this film knows what it is. It knows what it's here for. It's for fans of Nick Cage to enjoy Nick Cage being Nick Cage. It's as simple as that. The Raging Cage, that's all. You know? So I love it. I enjoyed it. But I want to hear what you think. You know, your thoughts and opinions. Do you agree? Do you do you disagree? Uh, did you like this movie? Have you not seen this movie? Uh, I've listened to my review. Have I sort of convinced you to go and watch this now? You know, it's free on Disney Prime, on Disney, uh, on Amazon um, Prime, Amazon Video Prime. You can go watch it on there now. Definitely go watch it. Highly recommend it. Um, and uh, yeah, so on to the, the boring stuff as we get off. So as I mentioned, um, follow me on Twitter at nerdsadric underscore pod to hear about all, all the things I'm watching and listening to and all that jazz and to let me know if you like this movie or not. Um, you can find this podcast on Spotify. You can find me on Anchor. You can find me on Google Podcasts. You can find me on Amazon Music Podcast. You can also find me on YouTube. Which, if you listen on YouTube now, don't forget to give me a like, subscribe, and a comment. I'll absolutely be incredibly grateful of that. Um, also, if you're listening on Spotify, don't forget to give me a star rating. On my profile at the bottom, there is a star. Uh, if you click on that, you get a chart option between one to five stars. Five stars, best thing you've ever heard in your life. To one stars, it's so terrible that you don't want to listen to me talk ever again. Whatever you feel like is fair, whatever you feel like is is warranted, um, I greatly appreciate it um, completely. And I think, yeah, that is it. So thank you very, very much for listening to my episode. Um, sorry, you know, if it's a bit crazy, if, it's, if I'm a bit, you know, a bit wired and a bit mad and a bit crazy. Um, as I said, I'm currently coming down off COVID, so it's probably the fever talking. That's why I'm a bit sort of, you know, not with it. I'm, I'm with the birds, as they say. Um, but I just wanted to get this out as I'm feeling a bit better. And I wanted to kind of catch up with myself because I've taken the week off. I've not watched or played anything. So I need to catch up with myself so we can get the backlog finished. And then we can get back onto doing new and interest. Well, not saying none of the stuff I've done so far is interesting, but like new stuff, you know, talk about new things and, you know, get away from the backlog and just sort of like, you know, go do some new stuff. So I'm going to start rambling. I'm probably going to go rest up now and watch, uh, uh, the Con Air, because I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I love that movie. And uh, I will catch you all in the next one. So, bye-bye. And remember, I'm Nick fucking... Woo! Cage!